December 13, 2017, it's a Watt from Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Brother Matt indisposed. Uh, but I'm not completely alone because of the magic of uh, those engineers in Estonia who brought forth the Skype. I'm with the Emperors of Ice Cream and uh, over in Brighton. Welcome aboard, guys. Hey. Hey. Uh, I should say that we started off the show with John Coltrane doing Peace on Earth. Maybe I should have picked Alabama, but it's kind of sad feeling for that, too. Then we had the Emperors of Ice Cream, something brand new called Oh. <laughs> with an exclamation mark. Well, well said. Now, people, uh, if you want to know where I met these guys, it was the last tour I did. Um, Novos Espirito tour, El Sonio de Marinaio, and uh, the last gig in England was Brighton, and uh, it was upstairs place called uh, the. Oh man, what's what's the name? It's it's. it's, it's it was the hope and ruin. Hope and ruin, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it's two things. Hope <laughs> and ruin. And uh, sharing the stage with us was uh, some Brighton guys called the Emperor's Ice Cream, and I watched them play, and I really dug it, and I asked them if they would be on the show. And here we go, a couple months later. Um, how did the band get started? So... It's an interesting one because me and Carl had, so I'm Sam uh, and, and Carl is the other kind of uh, front person or guitarist and we recorded together for, well, since we were 17, Carl had helped me record my solo songs and then it was, what, it was like 2013, was it? Something like that. Yeah. And, um, and Carl had noticed I'd been in a bit of a rut and, and he'd kind of maybe had a bit of trouble writing stuff as well and, and he said look let's just get together and, and and play some of our songs together and just and just enjoy uh, uh, kind of playing together and we did we did a couple of like open mic shows or whatever and um, and kind of just had fun again and then before I knew it we like, added a bassist to the drummer and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah Carl had played with Joe my brother Joe for a bit who'd kind of taught himself bass a, a little while before and Carl was like right we'll get Joe to play bass and then we had a friend Felix who was a drummer a good drummer and and before I knew it Carl said right we're booked in to rehearse next week and then we were we were rehearsing and then that's how it kind of started really so and we swapped drummers well, well, because how about the name how'd you get the name we were it's a poem yeah it's, it's a poem by Wallace Stevens well the poem is the emperor of ice cream but there's more than one of us so yeah. And it's just a sort of, I, it's, I like it as an idea because it's like, it's kind of royal, but also fun, sugary and sweet and a bit silly. You're saying so it's, a, it's the name of a poem? Yeah, yeah. it's a poem yeah. by a guy called Wallace Stevens from the 20s. Yeah, yeah, American poet, yeah. Uh, Was there already another band called the Emperor of Ice Cream who were like a baggy yeah, we in Manchester we 90s Alice. band? I think, an, I think they were Irish, but we ignore yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Promotion for them as well. <laughs> okay. That's neat how the band got together. Let me go back with each cat. I'll start with you, Carl. Carl, what's your oldest musical memory? Oh, my oldest musical memory is probably being about 
four or five and singing Beatles songs into a tape recorder my dad had because he thought it was funny that I liked to sing along to Hard Day's Night. Okay. Was there music in your house? Besides, um, uh, my parents don't play anything, but they like listeners. massive like record collections of Beatles stuff, '60s stuff, loads of punk, loads of Dead Kennedys, loads of prog rock, all that kind of stuff. Like well, grew up just. How did you it. end up on guitar? Um, I learned from when I was like seven. Yeah, how did like, that happen, Carl? Uh, I think my school had like a oh learn to play guitar and I was like I want to do that I want to do that oh in school and, you learned in school okay yeah there was like an after school club and like one of the teachers taught people just like basic chords and just sure sure and like yeah as a young kid I just really wanted to so what was the first like, record that you uh, you bought oh the first record I bought for myself would have been Blur their self titled album Blur and. So the first guitar you played probably was at the school, right? Yeah, I suppose it would have been. And then Did I got you end a up classical... getting one for Christmas or something? Yeah, I got a classical guitar that year. Um, and then, yeah, over a few years later, another guitar. I, about When I was about nine, I got given a 12-string acoustic that like really infused me. Wow. <laughs> what was the first song you wrote? Oh, I wrote a song called... Um, Oh, what's it called? We're off. It was like I'm glad you can remember. That. Yeah, <laughs> impressed. It was like two chords, and it was just it wanted to be the Beatles or Oasis or something like that. That's all and right. I'm just, I'm just curious, just, Sam. How about you? What's your earliest musical memory? Um, I guess I don't know if it's very much earliest, but something that really sticks is when I guess Joe is similar for you. We must have been about eight years old. Mm. Do you remember? Our parents playing as the Boomtown Rats. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. for some reason, what, so our, so me and Joe are one of. Uh, we've got another brother as well called Tom. We're triplets. We're, we're, we're triplets, and he said, "I I don't like Mondays." And my parents said, "There's a song about that." And we, we were coming home, and um, from from like a, a scout troop or something, yeah. and they got the vinyl out and yeah. and and they put. And they put the Boomtown Rats. I don't like Mondays on. And I remember really vividly reading the lyrics from the from the the back of the, like the you know the, the the case for the vinyl, and then talking about where the song came from and who it was by and all of that. And like that really stuck for some reason. That was really that seems to be. Did you have music me, in the house? Did your parents play? Yeah, well, they had. We used to get told off for breaking the record player. Uh, I seem to remember. Them. Yeah. Like we would break the stylus sometimes just because we played no, with but it. Was there yeah. was there like a guitar or a piano or something? So they weren't really musical. Uh, a couple of guitars knocking around, and we'd mess around a bit, but nothing. But it's not yeah. like mum or dad played or anything. No, they just no. like would sometimes have stuff around, mm. um, and so. So the where did you Sam? Where'd you get going on guitar? So yeah, this is the thing. I, it was school again, but it was a bit less formal. It was a music teacher I kind of got on with. Um, I must have been about like uh, fourteen or something, and it was like an end of school, end of year thing where you just brought in your own CDs, and we were like talking about stuff we liked, and we were talking about stuff like um, Oasis and uh, and Travis was one of the bands that I really liked then. <laughs> Which it sounds terrible now, but um, and and he said, oh, you can play loads of that stuff on guitar, 
um, it doesn't take doesn't take much. And um, and I said, oh, all right. And 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 he lent me a guitar over the summer. Um, he lent me this weird thing that was so difficult. It was so 80s. It was this. It was a Marlin acoustic guitar with like this kind of charcoaly black fade on it and like this weird like bright red trim. And he lent it to me over the summer and I started trying to learn some chords. And that was how I got started playing guitar was just because this music teacher said, oh, you like this stuff. You can play this stuff quite easily. Here you go. So if it, if it hadn't been for him suggesting it, I don't, I don't know if I, if I would have done really. But um, that's how it started. Do you remember the first record you bought for yourself? Yeah, it was probably, it was probably a Travis record. It was probably The Man Who. Um, which was like this huge indie, melancholy indie Britpop record in like 1999. Um, I remember like hearing bits of it and going, yeah, I want to I wanna buy that and going down there and buying it. I guess the other memory I have of buying a record of like hearing it and then going to buy it is Teenage Dirtbag. Is Wheaters <laughs> like, like, like just being a thing that, like, yeah, I want to go, I want to go and buy that. And going, so uncool. I know, I'm really uncool. That's Dirtbag. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of unfamiliar with the teenage dirt band, but uh, so, yeah. what was the first gig? What was the first gig you saw, Sam? Mm. I think the first the first gig I saw was a band called Haven, who were um, like in that kind of. I was very much the kind of uh, sad indie kid, melodic twangy indie kid, and it was down at a, a venue in Brighton called the Concord Two. And um, they had a single uh, that was called Say Something. And it was that very kind of sort of sentimental um, uh, kind of big guitar indie kind of thing. Uh, so I remember going to that actually with a friend and buying a T-shirt and being very happy. Uh. <laughs> Carl, I forgot to ask you your first gig. What was the first gig you saw? I was taken to see Neil Young and Crazy Horse when I was eight. Whoa. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so impressive. My first gig was with D Boone, and we saw T Rex. Here, I'm going to play something here. Uh, I think it's from your first record. It's called Small Time Hero. Yeah, it was one of my first. Here we go. Yeah. A one, two, three, four. Living on a wage, I'm not that dumb and I do the best I can My job ain't evil but it's not a heavy thing My life done ain't bad but I wouldn't say it's great And I just wanna be cool Try and save the world It's more my hero Well maybe I'll get the girl Well I know I'm better
yourself The people will help Hide me in dirty clothes Kill anyone who knows A necessary evil You need people like me There will be a sequel But never no sequel like me Shorty as escape Shorty as escape Shorty as escape Shorty as escape Round two, underground two, I'm down two Tunnel from here to there Enemigos are also scared They want me behind walls But can't ignore when freedom calls Unnecessary evil You need people like me There will be a sequel But never no sequel like me Shorty has escaped Shorty has escaped Shorty has escaped Shorty has escaped. Shorty has escaped. Shorty has escaped. Shorty has escaped. I'm pro-
lot for Pedro show that was Emperor's Ice Cream with Small Time Hero. After that, brand new Guided by Voices, Space Gun. Paul Rossler with a song he wrote for Darty Crash. Rolling over. Paul Rossler used to be in the screamers. Uh, and I had a duet with him called Criminy. Uh, pile after that from Bump a Grape. I think that's some England slang. Uh, this pile band is favorites of uh, some guys I played with in Exeter called, uh, oh man, what were they called? They're, they're great. Uh, Tripper. Uh, and uh, this band Pile is one of their favorites. And I like them too. Sterile Jets out of Long Beach with the Arsonist. Saw one of their guys Monday night when I played Strong Beach. Nano Face Shorty Escapes. And finally the Emperor's Ice Cream with Play the Game. Sam, your brother... Your brother there, yeah, Jack, right. Joe. Yeah. Let's let's go to you. What's your your earliest uh, music memory, Joe? Uh, probably my dad uh, uh, copying all his old vinyl onto like cassettes, so I could listen to it in ah. the car and stuff. And um, what, like, like making mixtapes? Yeah, yeah, mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, like giving him, giving me like somebody's making like, some bumping sounds over there. That's really annoying. That's a good idea. <laughs> so no boom, boom, boom. Okay. Yeah, somebody's bottle or something. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's called ball, I think. Yeah. Okay, so oh, watch it there, guys. It's really annoying. <laughs> so, you know, your uh, earliest memory, yeah. Putting it's music just big, from. tapes of my dad's old stuff and like, sure. uh, like old Grain Whistle Test stuff that he'd put on tapes old for me. Like, yeah. That was and... a TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, old school TV. Yeah, and he just, yeah, just all the stuff he liked, and just listening to that, and um, uh, yeah, that was it really. And then obviously from there, well, just oh, your, what yeah. was the first gig you went to, Joe? Uh, it's a Brighton band called uh, Electric Soft Parade, um, who sort of uh, indie band, uh, but who got I think got nominated for like a Mercury Music Prize back in the day, and well, I was about thirteen, and they were kind of only a few years older than us, and. Um, yeah, so I was, went along and yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. And I bought and it's my first record as well. I bought there. That was the first record you bought for yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah. I went to the gig and went. Well, I'm going to get their CDs. So he, yeah, he, he played it religiously. I, I, I did, did on the bass, Joe. You being in love with that record yeah. the whole time and it being a great record. Well, you know, yeah, How'd you get on the bass, Joe? Um, I was at university uh, in, in Bristol, and um, we saw a poster. A few friends of mine for open mic night. And uh, the few guitarists, I could play guitar a bit, but never really, you know, got into it. And then I went, oh, uh, your brother's musical, Joe. And I went, yeah, yeah, Sam played guitar. I went, you can play bass then. And then, uh, <laughs> and then so he, he dug me out um, this little battered precision copy bass that he had and went, okay, we've got about a month or so. Do you want to learn some songs? I went, yeah. So we got, we got, I think we just got drunk and played the gig and played a few, like, average, popular kind of indie poppy songs and uh, I played a few of them and then kind of put it down for a bit and sort of tried to learn and be better because I was god awful at the start <laughs> and then um, and then I moved back down and Cole kindly started jamming for a few things um, writing a few songs and um, then you just went well let's start the band then and um, it's yeah. sort of been good from there yeah, yeah. so you, yeah. Been, you ain't been playing bass that long then 
No, since uh, well, since I was twenty, so only what ten? Oh, well, ten years. But oh, ten years. <laughs> yeah, God, I'm old. Yeah. I thought I thought you started playing when the band started because the band's really not that old, right? It's a couple of years. Yeah, about... Well, what, about four... Four three, years old, three, yeah. yeah three but years you guys were playing together. You guys were playing together before that. Okay. I've never done proper gigs. That's the thing. It's always been open mics or small little things. And then when we started the band, it's like, oh, we're going to actually play some half-decent venues and pubs. It's like, oh, okay, then, yeah. You know, so um, it's been good. It's been... Oh, yeah. that's great. And well, yeah. finally, but not least, because the heart of all of you of the music is drums, Tim... <laughs> What's, hey, your, uh, what's your earliest music memory? Um, it's probably um, New Kids on the Block. Um, <laughs> me, and, me and my older brother, we used to, we, we didn't dance. We would just like march around the room in circles to music. Would you have like mom, a record? Did you have New Kids on the Block record? Had a VHS of them. <laughs> VHS, <laughs> my, okay. My mum picked up from nice. a charity shop. And we would we would just pace around listening to it. Okay. And I got Carly Simon as well. That was a big one. Did anybody play in your family? Was there music in the house? Yeah, my dad's really into like classical music, and he we had a big piano, and he'd play that. Ah. It wasn't very. Did yeah. you ever get on the piano yourself? Yeah, I I've only only hammering away, and I never really learned properly. Okay. Uh, how'd you get on the drums? Something at school? No, really late. Um, I've always played like music, like other instruments. Um, played like guitar and bass and other bands and and keyboard where'd, where'd as well. Where did you learn that? Where did you learn that? School or uh, no? Oh. Just self-taught. I, I started oh, playing self-taught. guitar. I, Autodidact. Yeah, I just when I was fourteen, just my dad had a, a spare guitar and started figuring that out. I I didn't realize that there was a difference between left-handed and right-handed playing, so I I learned to play guitar left-handed back to front and wow, never never reversed that so i just play back to front guitars now is that there in, in brighton yeah but brighton's a pretty musical town huh yeah massively there's, there's so so many different scenes and for such a small place yeah i know okay so were you in bands when you were playing those other instruments yeah, yeah, yeah okay, pretty okay. much like So drums came on down later, it was just an extension of your musicality. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing drums for like only a year or so before this band started. Started in a really kind of kind of trippy psychedelic noise band where I didn't need any skill, so I could just kind of jump on and hit the pots and pans and then so join. that's the band you're now playing synth in. Yeah. But um, with Emperors, it was just fun to try and learn to play fast. That was kind of my main, the main incentive to join, really, to learn to, learn to play fast and try and keep in time. <laughs> so you've been playing about as long as the band's been around. You, sorry? You've been playing Is drums it? about as long as the band's been around. Yeah, only only a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, your life as a drummer is kind of like the life of the emperors of ice cream. I'd like to think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's interesting that, like, we, because the, the drummer that we had uh, kind of left quite abruptly, I guess, didn't he? Like, he's still a good friend of all of us, but, like, he, he left fairly abruptly, and we weren't necessarily expecting it. And so, Tim and just why, kind why of. Why do you think it happened? Say again, sorry. Why do you think he left? 
he he has another band that he plays guitar and sings in, and I, th- well, I think generally it was accepted that he just wanted to spend more time doing that. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, and and so Tim was kind of. You were, you were our first choice. But me, uh, actually, but, me, but, but it wasn't like... Me and Carl were doing a kind of a more horrible noise thing at the time, and I was playing drums with him, and yeah, we, we did a little bit of that. So, we yeah, we, we had played together before, and then so it was kind of a natural yeah, slot we, for me to join this. Yeah, we jammed together in a sort of... We always said it sounded like Ashra's Temple in our heads. Least. Yeah, we wanted to be Ashra Temple. We, we wanted to be like a Krautrock kind of noisy Krautrock <laughs> so thing. And yeah. the dual... <laughs> Number two... Number three. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what you're saying is, Tim kind of came to the rescue. It, or it, it, you, it, you had yeah. him in reserve there. Because you didn't plan yeah. on this other guy leaving, but then you already had been playing together, so he was there. Yeah, I was, I was lined up, ready to go. Yeah. Or the stars yeah. were lined up. <laughs> and... Uh, that, that, that's interesting because when I asked about the story how the band came together, I didn't know that you weren't the original drummer. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's he's on all the recordings, so we hadn't recorded before. The band had before. just gotten together when that other guy left. Okay. Well, we've been playing gigs, I guess, for about a year, six months, maybe a year, maybe a year. Like there'd been enough gigs for it uh, for it to be like a, a thing amongst friends and in in the Brighton scene, I guess. Um, I think we were still finding our sound. Well, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say is that I think Tim coming on board actually kind of made made the Emperor's kind of what it is. what it is really um, in in terms of kind of being trying to do slightly more something slightly more interesting or something slightly weirder. I guess I think Tim's contributed to that definitely. That's a good thing. Look, we got to the end of the first hour of the December thirteenth. 2017 edition of Watt from Pedro Show. My special guests, the Emperors of Ice Cream. Hold tight for hour two. December 13, 2017. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. <laughs> Oh, 
stupid boy You've got only one more chance to destroy People tell me it's all so nice When your only toy becomes your vice And don't dare look to me for a guide I'm far too certain I can't decide How to progress or even how to hide And just dive amongst the weeds and the vines The weeds and the vines Yeah, well, it's just a legend You know I'm still reeling from the scenes you have stolen Darling, you can no, darling, you can keep them There's be a reason why it won't be so
before the coffee's made Someone say I can't in a living room I'll walk these basement steps again It's all getting a little long in the tooth Them tracks so smooth and sleek on the line And the freight is all a fucking storm And I don't have the money to go anywhere I really think I'm hurting for Little city, what it could be There's nothing wrong around these parts but me Little city, I should leave town Just to stop Twins and co to a booth in the back on the right. And just around the corner on the 14th floor, you can see the planes coming in. And it's just as good as any spot to land. It's what I'm noticing. Little city.
show we started the second hour off with the weeds and the vines from the emperors of ice cream and there's a story behind this too please so yeah it's it's an old one um which was like originally a a song that i wrote with a with a band that i used to play with in sheffield um called we called ourselves the ravens but it was me and a bass player and a and a violinist and it was sort of folky, folky stuff. Um, and the weeds and the vines was written in the bassist's front room, with the with the dog watching us. I seem to remember. And um, yeah, we used to do this version with this kind of funky bass line and with a violin line over the top. Um, and that song actually got recorded, I think, uh, a couple of times, like in that um, incarnation. And then it was one of the. It ended up being a song that like. Carl liked, and it became the first one of the first songs that like we did. Yeah, I think one of the very first songs we actually ever practiced together. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But it wasn't then, the first release, but it's from the first session. Yeah, so that first session made up that first EP and that single. Right. Okay, then we heard uh, Fluffers Union, Beautiful Mess, Whale Oil with Little City. Arcante from Antonio Ramirez and Marco Serrato of Borja Diaz. Ted Kane with Concerto Number no. 2, Part 3. No Ice with Five Beers 2. And finally, The Emperors of Ice Cream with Clever Caveman. What's the story there? Um, oh, so that was a song I wrote. Um... I'd say this is really us hitting our stride as a band with me in because the first session was very much me trying to adapt to those songs and this this comes from like an EP where I felt like we yeah this you was, know we kind of trying to be a bit more aggressive a bit and more punky a bit more aggressive 
How was uh, uh, Tell me about the first Emperor's of Ice Cream gig. Oh, God. God. Uh, Northern Lights. Northern Northern Lights, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, we played a gig um, just supporting a mate's band, just, oh, we're a new thing, they put us on, and... Yeah, I think we were a lot tamer back then. Well, for like for like a for like the first like four gigs or something, I was still playing an acoustic guitar, which yeah. was which was <laughs> it's weird thinking back to it now. Um, and uh, and so yeah, it was. I know it was a bit. I don't think it quite fit when we when we were first. I think it, it took us a while to essentially to accept that we should just be a bit noisier, a bit faster, just to push it and. I think we tried to be a bit neater early on. Yeah. What, what I remember about that first gig is uh, our friend who was doing the sound basically was getting stressed about the gig and basically just shouted at me for not being on the right level. And ever since then, she's like scarred me for sound checks, I think. It's, it's <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. Was that Megan? Yeah, it's Megan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sound lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound lady, yeah. Sound lady, but like too loud yeah. off the stage. She also like fronted the band that put us on. So that's a band called Bloom. Um, okay. Actually, let's do a proper shout out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they were. Yeah, they put us on. But then, yeah, it was a bit later when we like clever caveman's from a bit later when we were hitting a bit more of a let's push ourselves, let's be punkier. I think there's one you really liked from just. A, quick song I wrote and had a, like a weird riff for yeah, yeah it just really came to my mind about the first gig you know uh, a lot of bands they do many more gigs before their first recordings uh, yeah I think we did quite a lot of gigs before our first recording yeah yeah so I was I didn't really ask about that for me you know they're scary and so I, I was wondering if you guys what it was like it, it was with your friends and uh were you scared? We, we did a lot of really bad ones. Like it took a long time to get into a a, a good rhythm of doing them. When you first play, you play with a lot of bands that you just don't. Yeah, you don't like them. Nothing they in like common you. with. None yeah. of the audience are shared. You just yeah. like people who just try and put on gigs. Yeah. And it takes a while before you're getting like shows where you're like, oh, I like these bands, or you know, like other than things you just organise yourself. So. Oh, you guys never put on your own gigs? Yeah, we have done. I think we've organised sort of things. Once or twice, I think, we've put on stuff. We, we like to do it in, like, together with other local acts as well. So we've, um, uh, I guess they kind of did it themselves, but we've played with Austerity, haven't we? Who are a, a local punk band. Yeah, and, that was, like, that I was, helped them organise we, that. Yeah, that was us together. Like, it's always, it's always easier and, and, quite frankly, more fun to put on on gigs together so we try and do it with other with other acts um, yeah. and austerity one of them and we're doing um we're doing another show in january with with our ex-drummers uh band who are called the nice guys of okay cupid and right. and with uh, another local band called bloom as well so we do it occasionally like it's always nice to to like form a bit of camaraderie with other bands in the in the scene basically i think all... if it's like just local bands it's a bit more like throwing a party at a pub like it's a bit more like just get a bunch of mates together in the same room, drink a lot, and inflict them with your music. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than like, it's not like you're running a show that has to make a profit because it's like that's just too much stress. Okay, here's not listening.
listening It's almost like I just do not care I've been dancing in the corner of the room While you've been smoking over there Sometimes I like it when it's raining Soaking my skin down to the bone Reminds me that although we're here today That we always die alone And I don't find that as depressing It's a fact and it's all it ever was You can scream at the sky Crying to know why And the only ever answer is because Try to hurt you I'm just clumsy And dancing with my feet I may practice every second Of every single day But sometimes I will still miss a beat But that's okay Cause it's the way that This song goes It must be cause it's what I just heard To pretend that it was ever Any other way is denial bordering on absurd And maybe I just haven't been listening As you moan about the weatherman How everything he says could be a wild guess But it just doesn't agree with your plans That's okay because today it is It's freezing cold but you can't have everything My lips turn blue in the cold morning dew As I stumble to work whilst I sing And maybe I just haven't been listening Maybe I'm just dancing over here You can dance, you can talk, you I live with my own fear every day I worry and I shake and I cry and I deny And then I sit up and pretend that I'm okay And yes, I haven't been listening I've been dancing, I hope that that's alright Down your beer and get yourself
sound of your voice, you know what that sound is. It's the sound of your voice, you know what that sound is. It's the sound of your voice, you know what that sound is. It's the sound of your voice. It's the sound of your voice. for Pedro show we heard uh, Emperor's Ice Cream doing not listening Exterminators with Death Blow Mold Omen Simulation of Sorcery David Gerard Mallard it has landed MB Jones Hearts for Eyes demo the Fofico band with Sexy Kiosk Lady and finally something from you Sam Number to Ring what's that about yeah it's us I do, I, I do like a solo act, which I guess is like part of where the band came from. But that's the most recent record, which, um, and that's a track off of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's. Um, I guess there are some songs on that record, and that's one of them, which are, are just kind of uh, quite uh, angry, quite quite socially angry or, or politically angry, and and that's something which I've been trying, to, I've been writing more of in the last sort of couple of months really so and how many sam cutting records are there there's four i think okay, Carl, so Carl's four. Carl, you're saying Carl, like uh, your solo thing uh, one part of emperors of ice cream kind of came out of your right when you met carl he was helping you with your songs so I guess um, when I when I first met you, you were playing in a just a local band, and then a bit you had some songs you wanted to record, and I had a computer at home, and I basically stuck a mic in front of you. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. And you gave me my first solo gigs as well. So well, I did, your band dropped out. Yeah, and I did I did an EP called the Petrified EP with that was the first of all with Carl. Yeah, absolutely. and then and then Carl came to um, came to to university. I came uh, to visit came, you we, we did this in a five-day period at uni in, in first year. He came to visit and we record, We each recorded a, a little EP in five days in my halls. Where, where, where was this at? This is uh, in Sheffield. Sheffield. So I went to Sheffield, Hallam University. And I'm, yeah, uh, right, right. It's a, it I, used to be a steel town, now it's a school town. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> there's, there's loads of students. And I borrowed it. I managed to borrow a digital, like, eight-track off of, off of a an acquaintance and we spent five days recording and drinking and drinking and and drinking and, uh, and, drinking. and did a did a record then called change of address and then i did another one with carl um it's when it started getting good yeah uh a couple good. of months after that which was called partner in crime but the most recent ones are called um, Girl on the Cover and Four in the Morning. Oh, there's five records. Yeah, so there's five. There's not four, there's five. But, but Carl's always been, apart from this most recent record, although you were still involved with it, Carl's always been a fairly integral part of the recording and, and kind of the way that those records sound, um, certainly. Um, so, yeah, it's all, it's, it's at least partly his fault. <laughs> um, 
And, and, and we do try and nick your song just when we see you play as well. We just get a lack of work for us. So we kind of try and nick the odd one. Yeah, more than once I've played I've played songs solo and they've come to see me and they've said, right, that's going to be an Empress song and it's become an Empress song. Yeah, how do you decide that, Sam? Or the band well, decides, this, huh? This is a bone of contention, I think. This is... <laughs> Carl sometimes complains at me that I think too much in terms of band songs and Sam songs. Right. I think, and and I think you are right. I think I should just, but I do know, like I do know when a song isn't going to work with the band. But maybe I'm not always quite but certain. When sometimes you will second work. guess it a bit too much. Yeah. So like, I think you played play the game earlier, which um, is kind of it's a bit more ballady than a lot of our stuff in some sense. But it's one of your songs, and it's one that, like, I think it works because it's a bit different. Mm. And sometimes you second guess it a bit much. Yeah, I just throw anything at us, and sometimes it's terrible. So we don't do it. <laughs> I, I, I would like to say that, like, one of the most wonderful things, having been somebody who always felt writing songs was like quite a sort of personal and quite a uh, an isolated thing in lots of ways, was to get over <laughs> was to get over myself a bit. And to be comfortable bringing a song to a set of mates, uh, to like the band, and being like, right, let's see what happens with this. That and that's makes, that makes I, good sense, though, Sam, because it is a band you're trying to make a conversation. Look, we're yeah. at the end of the second hour, December 13th, 2017 edition of Waff Pedro Show. Special guest, Hampers Ice Cream. Hold tight for hour three. December 13th, 2017, it's the third hour. What for Pedro show? You ain't got the money.
this way This is a song for the natives We met on the beach that day I'm sorry you were treated that way Treated that way. 
listen to seashells compare what we hear. Mine sounds like us crashing and dissolving. Riding 
What, from Pedro Show, started the third hour off with Ain't Got the Money, something live from the Emperors of Ice Cream. Where was that recorded? That was recorded on the show where we met you. Um, as from that movie. gig. Okay, Hope and Ruin. It wasn't that night, though, was it? It was. It was from that night. We okay, got people, recorded from that night. You should have kept the machine on and got some Il Sonio de Marinai on there. <laughs> <laughs> I blew so many fucking clams that night. Talk about the show. Man. I, I yeah, I was so... You know, I had a bunch of my buddies there that lived in... Right? And, and uh, sometimes I choke up from... And it, I did that night. Man, I was so embarrassed. I wrote about it in the diary. Then we heard uh, Sandra Vu, Life on Mars, Tugboat... That's the Dave Bowie cover, people. <laughs> Tugboat Country with Ocean... Breakfast Cowboy with Seaside Anthem, Grandpa's Ghost, another redemption song on Dolphin, New York, and finally, Jungfrau with Saigon. What spinoff Emperor's Ice Cream is that about, guys? Um, that's my um, other band that are quite, we're quite active. I play, I play synth in them. And that's a song we recorded about a month ago. It's quite a new thing. I'd give it a first play here. It's a new. It's a new band. No, no, we've been we've been going a little bit longer than Empress. Like, do you know what? That's the band that I started playing drums in. Ah. And then I went to live in Australia for a year. Came back and rejoined them playing synth. Okay. So you're a synth player too, Tim. You play everything. Um. Well, try to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Does Young Frau uh, gig around? Yeah, yeah, we we play quite a lot. We um, yeah, we put out an album um, a month ago, and then that song you just played that's going to be on an EP that we're going to try and put out at the start of next year. Yeah. So we've uh, we've got a gig in a month at the Hope and Ruin again. Again. <laughs> so is it easy to balance both bands? Yeah, they're, they're they're both really different. So it's the different um, different ways of expressing myself. So it feels quite quite fun to have both of those very different contrasting things. And, Trying uh, to play drums pretty badly. I'm sorry, Tim, but off air, you guys were talking about pe- uh, music people in Brighton don't just stick to one band. Yeah, so we all, all of us kind of have been involved in loads of different projects. Different yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, Brighton's very good at like cross minglings. Like, so I I I play in another band with one of Youngfrau as well. The, the bass is from Youngfrau. I play in with him with another band, and then there's other people in another band. It, there's a lot of just cross pollination. Well, mm. you know, even San Pedro, because I made an album with a Brighton guy, Sam oh, yeah. Duke, in the project called Cuz, and we're going to work on Cuz Two in 2018. You know, I told you my. Um, First gig was T Rex. Yeah, yeah. Me and D Boone saw, and I'll, after that, for some reason, I always wanted to make a record with a guy from England, and I finally got to. And he was a <laughs> guy named Sam Duke, beautiful cat. And because yeah. of the internet and stuff, you know, you can uh, trade files. What we did, we jammed around and stuff, and then made our own samples from our own jams. Something he does oh. with the, his boss does in his other band. Yeah. kind of inspired by but uh, we recorded at Brighton Electric I, I saw all the bands it's, it's, it's this music town you know yeah yeah Brighton Electric's 
Yeah, that's where we recorded that song. You just is saying. that right? Okay. Yeah. I've spent some time there then. We've shared the same, we've breathed the same air. Yeah, well, our, our, our guitarist in that band, he's hes one of the technicians there, so maybe you met him when you were there. Okay, maybe you, I did. You might have been fixing an amp if it blew out. One time I, one time was a summer, a couple of days, it was so sweaty there, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Another time I was there, it was freezing. So, <laughs> that's Brian. Yeah. We're going to play this, here's another side project. What's this, God's Teeth in the Interstellar Tropics? Yeah, that's one of my, like, jam bands. No, that's a terrible phrase. That's one of my psychedelic sort of jam bands that just improv. Brighton. You want to say jam band? So. I don't want to say jam band. <laughs> embrace, embrace it. Marmalade. <laughs> well, Marmalade. we'll let the listeners decide. Here's Space Prayer. <laughs>
Life of Pedro show, final music. That was the non-jam band, God's Teeth in the Interstellar Tropics, doing space <laughs> prayers. Then we had Kurt Stifle of the Swing Shift with We All Have Wings. The Mailman with Prove It. Not the television song. There. And finally, something live from the Emperor's Ice Cream, Can I Live Down in the Snow? Was that from the same gig? Yeah, that's from the same set. Wow. Like, 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 when was it? It, it? Was it the beginning of October or the end of September? I think it, it was, was the first. First of October, I think. First of October, okay. So it's been two months. Okay, what's your next plans, guys? Well, since, since then, we've, we've gone into the studio, into Brian Electric, actually, the studio we were talking about earlier. And, I, um, I uh, did Cuz recording. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've, uh, and we've recorded in there. Uh, and we've put down seven, seven tracks. Seven, yeah, seven, seven tracks, tracks that will that will be a, a new album once they're uh, once they're they're mixed up and and, and finished off. And, and we ready did, to go. And we we did that with um, I can't remember his, his last name. A guy called Mark from, from Mark Roberts. Mark yeah. Roberts, who is uh, a really great um, producer, but he's also in a band called Broker, um, who are just fantastic. Yeah, like an amazing Brighton band, like hardcore, but just so horribly heavy and it's all this noise influence and yeah a lot of space a lot, a lot of space well. in it yeah it's like heavy and sparse yeah. simultaneously yeah. But yeah so he was he was the the guy we wanted to to do the recording and and so we uh, after a couple of hiccups we finally got that going and um and we had a really we really enjoyed um really enjoyed the the day that we, we spent doing that and so that uh in the in the near future, we're not quite sure when, but in the near future, that record's gonna gonna be exist. Yeah, it's yeah. going to exist. We got um, a Christmas gig coming up as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about touring? Well, we we haven't we, yeah. we, we haven't yet, and, and and we would love to. So I is it in the stars? It's we're, we're hoping it's in the stars. I did a a little. I managed to do a little solo tour myself in the summer because I had the had the chance and just did that in the UK. But, last, um, I, I toured with a like a drone band I play with last February. Went around. That was plurals, right? Yeah, plurals. We went to France and Belgium, yeah. and you toured with Young Frau. So it's like yeah. it's on our agenda. But it's just maybe if we get this new album out, this album out, um, then it will be a yeah, yeah. We've got about juggle a couple of things. It's all DIY, about. in Brian. Everyone's just sort of just trying to make it happen between day jobs. Yeah, I and, know. I know a little bit something about that. I think this uh, last tour I did was by uh, 62nd. Yes. Keep keep in count. Only only 62 more. (laughs) I just did my last gig as a 59-year-old. Wow. So, uh, you know, some slow learner from Pedro could do it. I'm sure you guys can, too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very lucky. But if you work at it and... Who was that? that? There was a Bristol band. Where there's a oh, well, there's a way. The pop group, yeah. Yeah, where uh, yeah. silly cover, covers. That was nothing. That tall, was, tall, yeah, where there's a will, there's a way. The pop, yeah. the pop group is still going, too. Tall singer. Yeah, yeah, they got back. I think uh, maybe one of the rhythm guitar guys is missing, but and it's the second bass band, but they're really good. I, I saw, you know, I never got to see them in the old days. I only knew them by records. But, uh, yeah. They came and played Echo Park last year, and uh, 
blew me away. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> you know, it was a trip. Uh, anyway, it's been such an honor to have you on the show. Uh, I love the story of the band. I love your journey through music for all four of you, and then as a group, and then your little splinter projects. I wish you all the luck and success and and uh, having fun, right? Having yeah, fun, that's the main fun. one. Yeah, yeah totally. Cheers, right. man. And no stress about, you know, like that other stuff you were talking about. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> I can't wait to hear this new album coming out of Brighton Electric, so please flow it to me, and we'll talk yeah, to the guys again, and hopefully I get to play with you in your town again. That'd be yeah, great, for sure. Okay. That'd be awesome. It's been the... December 13, 2017 edition of the Watt for Pedro show. Special guest, Bruce of Ice Cream. Everybody out there, keep your powder dry. <laughs>